0: Nihon Cricket pod do Hello and welcome to the latest Japan Cricket Podcast episode. Rainy season has landed in Japan, which means we've had a fair few washouts in the last few weeks. But that was not an issue for this week's guest who has recently returned from playing a first of its kind tournament in Dubai. More on that shortly. A quick glance around the cricket that was played since my last episode. In the Japan Cricket League Division 1, we managed to get 4 out of 5 matches completed. And now we're through 5 rounds of the competition, so the table is definitely starting to take shape. The Wyverns registered a 9-wicket win over Paddy Foley's, bowling them all out for 162 with 3 wickets apiece for Kohei Kubota and Tomonoshin Oki, before Shogo Kimura hit 80 not out in the chase as Wyverns cruised to a bonus point win. The Tokyo Rangers had been the team to beat, but they were held to a thrilling tie in their rain-effective match against Sano Cricket Club. Munir Ahmed had top-scored for Sano with 61, as they registered 258 for 8 from their 40 overs, before the Rangers got off to a flyer. They were 46 for none after 5 overs when the rain came, and their target was then reduced to 212 from 30 overs. Coming into the final ball, all three results were possible. In the end, Kazumasa Hiratsuka did enough to restrict the Rangers to 2-11 all-out, the run-out of that final ball. Aloysius Sampath was the last man out, having made 70 from 36 balls to nearly get Rangers a fourth consecutive win. That result means Rangers are off the top and replaced by the men in blue, who swept aside defending champions Chiba Sharks, knocking them over for just 108 with Vikash Ranjan taking three wickets an eye on that guy, he seems to keep getting wickets every time I look at a scorecard. They needed just 16 overs to score the runs despite losing four wickets, and Kit Panwa struck five sixes on his way to 51 not out of 36 balls. A big bonus point win for the men in blue and a genuine title challenge emerging. Anyone who listened to last week's show will know that the Tokyo Wombats got marmalized to the tune of 450 by the Rangers in their last outing. So all the more credit to them for bouncing back with a seven wicket win over the rising stars. Alex Shilai-Patmore and Richie Bracefield both made 70s in an opening stand of 139 as they chased down the target of 260 with 9 balls remaining to earn a valuable win against the other winless side in the division. While Max CC and Alpha Quashers did fall foul of the weather, the Tigers did manage to register a 56-run win over the Tokyo Falcons. There were half-centuries for Ranjith Mooli, Anil Kumar and Sabarish Ravichandran, who made his first Division 1 half-century for more than 500 days apparently. Tigers made 247 for 6 and then bowled the Falcons out for 191 despite a defiant 85 from Safra's pet car. That means the top 4 in the JCL Division 1 are currently the men in blue out in front with 18 points, Tigers and Rangers just behind with 16 and 15 points respectively, although the Rangers do have a game in hand, while Max, Sarno, Wyverns and Paddy Foley's all have 11 points, so good competition for the semi and final places. In Division 2, we had the top-of-the-table clash between the Alpha Quashers and the new boys, Kawasaki Night Riders, with the Quashes coming out on top thanks to 5-13 to from Yuzri Mohidin, who helped AQCC rip KKR apart for just 98, and then the score was chased down in 20 overs to give them a 6-point lead at the top of the Division 2 table. The Japan Women's Cricket League has also begun, since you last heard from me, with most matches this year being played at the Nagasawa Ground in Kawasaki. There was a mixed day for Wyverns, who won their first game against the Kawasaki Night Riders by nine wickets, before Adorei made 150 against them to charge to a 50-run win. More games in that league this weekend, with Sendai Women's Team making their first appearance in the league. Right, that leads me on to my next guest. Sit back and enjoy Shizuka Miyagi tell us all about her recent experience at the inaugural Fairbreak Invitational 2022 and also go back over her time as part of the Japan cricket fabric okay my guest this week very excited to welcome her on board she is japan cap number 19 which is the lowest number i've definitely had on uh, on this show um she's japan women's second highest wicket taker she is japan women's second highest run scorer she is the most capped player for Japan, men's or women's. And she's Japan's first ever professional cricketer. Shizuka Miyagi, welcome on the Japan Cricket Podcast.
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so you've just got back when we're recording this. You've been back a couple of weeks from Dubai after your adventure at the Fairbreak Invitational Global Tournament. Um, before we start talking about the specifics of that and what it was like, Uh, A tweet went around just after the tournament finished, which I wanted to run through best bowling average of the tournament, Shizuka Miyagi 5.5, best economy rate of the tournament, Shizuka Miyagi 4.71, best bowling strike rate, Shizuka Miyagi 7.0, and the sixth highest wicket taker in the tournament. So all in all, you must be quite satisfied with how the tournament went. The podcast you your speaking, nodding doesn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So when you look back at it now, we have had a couple of weeks. How do you feel about the whole
1: tournament? Uh yes, the tournament was very amazing and uh, very happy to play with uh, world class players. Mm.
0: Was it um really a special feeling in that? Everyone was there doing something new. It was the beginning of something. Did it feel that way?
1: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So and the first time I met them, I was very nervous to talk to them because uh, I always uh, watched them on TV, mm. but they didn't know me.
0: Mm. So you know them, but they don't. Know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, oh, you're like I that person. It was, yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so over the course of the event. You played what six matches?
1: Oh, I mean, five five
0: matches. matches. Five matches. So, can you tell us what your background is with fabric?
1: Okay, I know uh, fabric uh, activities are uh, because uh, I played against them in London in 2019. I was very uh, impressed of their mission and purpose, so uh, I always uh, wanted to uh, join them. I played them. In uh,
0: And so you were playing for the MCC? Yes, the MCC. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And how did that come about? Was that through the British Army girls that we did? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the British Army girls came here. You got in touch with them. Yes. They yeah. got involved in that yeah. game, the MCC. Yeah. Okay. So how did you get selected for the tournament?
1: JCA nominated mid tournament. So very appreciated.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know the
1: answer.
0: <laughs> Obviously, but everyone else might not know. <laughs> So yeah, the JCA nominated I think three, four, five players maybe, um, and they chose you. So yeah, that's obviously a, a good feather in your cap. Um, what were your expectations mm-hmm. before you went? What did you think it was going to be like?
1: i just excited and a bit nervous.
0: Mm-hmm. You trained really hard, right? You took it very yes. seriously. Yeah. And um, what was it like over the sort of three months, four months leading up? Because it was winter, yeah. Mm-hmm. So training must have been quite challenging.
1: Yes, yeah, so I broke um, three miles during the winter <laughs> because it too cold. Yeah. yeah. always uh, had training in the morning around mm. 7.30 to 8.30. Mm. Temperature was uh, around minus three degrees. So cold, too cold.
0: And you were doing all of this training, you know, through COVID periods when things were shut off, people were not to travel. How did that affect you? in the build-up to event, like being worried about potentially it being canceled or moved again or getting COVID, must have added to a lot of the things you had in your mind.
1: Uh, yes. And now uh, I was not sure what happened next because mm. uh, EAD tournament canceled due to COVID. So hmm. yeah, I couldn't make my mind uh, uh, keep praying or stop praying. Mm. Mm, just I want to try to my skills uh, to higher level.
0: Mm. And so now that you've done that, do you, do you feel, I don't use the word vindicated, do you feel happy that you've been able to go to that level, the highest level that you probably like with yeah, your play? Yeah. And done and okay? You must be really satisfied.
1: I am um, not. Uh, yeah, I'm happy with my performance, but, uh, I will try to, uh, but Mm,
0: Yeah, sure. You yeah. only got to once, right?
1: Yes. Just once. Yeah.
0: Mm. But I mean, it must be difficult when you've got players like Sophie Dunkley in the team, she you know, <laughs> pretty good. Right? It's all good. And I guess, okay. So we'll, we'll come to this actually. That's one of my next questions was what we'll come to the, the training and and the role you got given in a minute but before we get to that what was the setup like i mean you you've flown into dubai talk us through arriving in dubai and what happened next
1: arriving dubai and uh picking up uh, my wearing shirt or something for my manager Lou.
0: did someone meet you at the airport was there a sign with
1: you know, uh, yes to be yes. at
0: the airport
1: break and uh, first time i met a uh, Five South African players.
0: Okay. Five, <laughs> I know
1: that. I Very, very nice. And then I shared my car with uh, Ismael.
0: Okay, right.
1: She's very uh, She's very funny.
0: Okay, cool. So then what was the hotel like in the, you know, I mean, Dubai is Dubai, right? It was your first time to Dubai? Yes. Yeah. So lots of big, shiny hotels and all fancy stuff. What Was that a bit of a shock or what were you expecting it to be as it was?
1: My first impression was, uh, too hot.
0: Mm, yeah, right. Um, and what about the training facilities? Where did you train?
1: Uh, I had a training, uh, only fielding session at the stadium, uh, Dubai International Stadium. Okay. And, uh, two or three times I had training at ICC Academy.
0: Mm. What was that like?
1: Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Uh, they have a two oval and, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 lengths, lengths. Mm. yeah, very big.
0: So were you training indoors, outdoors?
1: Uh, Outdoors and on turf.
0: Outdoors and on turf. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what were the, the training sessions like? I mean, I understand that you had that first training session, which everyone was at. And then after that, I think someone told me that they became a bit, it was like optional whether you came to training. So what was it like that very first training session? When you've seen all these players who you've seen on TV, how did you feel going into it? And how did you feel at the end of it?
1: Uh, I've had meeting the words, uh, coach and assistant coach before training. Uh, what my lord is in Japan, now uh, for Japan. I
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, uh, I can be top order or top five or top six. And I can board what kind of ball left arm spear. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they own. No, uh, play,
0: play roles. Yes, yes, yeah. 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 I mean, that's part of the application process that we we yep. put in that kind of information as well, but I guess they want to speak to you about it. And mm, so you hadn't had those conversations before you went, those conversations had no. when you arrived. Yes. So yep. they're having that conversation with a lot of players, I guess. Uh, yeah,
1: but, no, uh, we have uh, several, eight, uh, very good players. I like England players, Australian players, Thailand and Scotland players. Mm. So, uh, coach and assistant coach already uh, know them. Mm.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, it makes sense that those, those players have already got parts, the yes. places in the team yeah, and have sorted. And then the rest of you guys are all mm. kind of scrapping for, for the last four or five places in the team. Um, okay. So, so tell us about some of your teammates, any, uh, any new friends, any funny stories and, and who are the best players?
1: Uh, yeah, of course, Sophie Eccleston, mm. she's the best player because she is number one bowler in, in the, the world. world.
0: Yeah. Doing what you do with a left arm spinner.
1: Yeah. She is very tall and it's hard bowling is very powerful, mm. very good turn, and Have a lot of variations like an uh, arm ball. Mm. And she's very good and very nice.
0: So were you able to like speak to her about how she bowled? I uh, guess
1: yeah. in, in the yeah. training sessions. Yeah. Always have had training with her. Mm. So very lucky.
0: Yeah. Great. I mean, that must be a great yeah. resource to learn from having yeah. someone like that. Mm. Um, who's been so successful. Yeah. Um, and okay. If you can tell me one thing, what was the best thing that you learned from one of the other players?
1: on and off.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah.
1: Uh, because that Japanese people always wear serious mm. but they didn't. Mm. And sometimes a sit on. But after the match sit off.
0: Mm. Give it's yourself very, a break.
1: Yes, yeah, very good.
0: Yeah, because Yeah, you you can burn out quite quickly. Yes, yeah. And, and being able to relax is a really important mm. part of being able to be your best yeah. when it matters. Okay, so then once you started the tournaments, most of your games were sort of afternoon and evening. Had it cooled down a little bit by then, or was it still really hot?
1: Yeah, uh, night match, uh, start from eight. Yeah, very nice.
0: Finishing at like eleven p.m.
1: Yeah, a bit harder because uh, went back to hotel around uh, half past twelve a.m. Mm. So I went to bed uh, around two a.m. Yeah. yeah. A bit hot, but the uh, match started from four mm. PM or four.
0: Yeah, but really hot.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Um. So when you got there, there's a there's a picture of you at the stadium. Yeah. Taken from behind. So what what was it like playing in a stadium like that? Very different to playing with a Saturday looking out over <laughs> the SICD. You know, this is great, but it's different, right?
1: Ah, nothing like change.
0: Were you aware of like the cameras and the photographers and, and that kind of stuff and playing? Uh, yeah. I, mean,
1: I didn't realize that. Didn't think yeah. about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's probably best. Um, okay. So like I said, it's been a couple of weeks now. You've been back. What's the one thing that you'll remember? What's your most like specific vivid memory that, for the tournament?
1: to a perform Anything. Anything. Uh, um one funny story Feeling. our tea has a prayer for tanzania yes she was a bit nervous to speak english mm-hmm. so everyone learned swahili
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, yeah wow <laughs> that's pretty good yeah but, so, so <laughs> teach me some swahili
1: okay mambo mambo how are you
0: perfect so easy
1: okay
0: okay Perfect. um all right. I understand that you, of course, you know, we can't have this interview without talking about your four wicket haul. Tell us a little bit about that day. Were you expecting to bowl? Um, and then, you know, was there anything about that day that just felt better? You knew it was going to be like a good day for you. Or is it just, as you said before, man, you said maybe a bit of luck involved, but.
1: Yeah. No, I think a pitch was a very boring pitch, mm. a, sometimes a very low ball. So, uh, our team plan was, uh, stamp to stamp. Mm. So I just focused out, uh, okay, uh, I bought this stump. Mm. bought this
0: stump. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm trying to remember you taken, you taken one wicket in your first game? Cause the fourth was your second game, right?
1: Uh, four wicket in first first game and the second wicket, the second, uh, second game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So when you took that first wicket. What was what, how does it feel? Like you practiced so hard for so long to get this opportunity, and now you're taking wickets on a massive stage. What was your emotion?
1: I just appreciate our uh, captain, uh, very nice feeling press,
0: <laughs> and the capture for taking. Yes, um and you had a, a couple of stumpings as well. were taking off your bowling as well. So, ah, uh, yes, yeah, that must have been quite pleasing having a, a keeper who's that kind of level. Um, and so, you got uh, MVP that day for your four wickets and I understand there was a a prize that you got given and there's a story about that as well
1: Ah yes I always uh, use Apple Watch and uh, my old one almost broken so I bought a New one just before leaving Japan, mm-hmm. but I got a new, uh, not a new one in Dubai.
0: So your MVP prize was an Apple watch. Yes. Yeah. So you got spare. So maybe you, you I need an Apple watch. I need an Apple
1: watch. No, no. <laughs> I gave it to my husband.
0: Oh, lucky him. Um, all right. So, um, the, the other question I had, you know, you mentioned, we were talking before you came on there about local support. You know, you had to work really hard in Sano using the facilities here. And I know that you've got to go and visit some people over the next few weeks to say thanks for the support. Yes, yes. Can you talk a little bit about that and and what that meant and and give some examples of the kind of support you had?
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, support that club inside uh, gave me some money Mm -hmm. to prepare the tournament because I need a a lot Mm. of, yeah.
0: New shoes. New shoes, spikes,
1: and uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. And I think, you know, for people who don't know, listen to this, the Son of supporter mm-hmm. Club is something that got set up like 10 years ago, 10 years ago, last year, yeah. um, to, to help cricketers and to help cricket develop so that the town can benefit from, mm-hmm. from that. And so I think there was a lot of excitement amongst those people who've been supporting cricket for so yeah. long to see some results, to see a player get a chance in a contract. And yeah. um, so again, then. Lastly, on the Fairbreak tournament, is this something you'd want to be involved in again?
1: Uh, yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. So the
0: next one's March next year in Hong Kong. Right?
1: March in Hong Kong,
0: yeah. Have you had any conversations about that or are you just waiting for someone to, to give you a call? Or do I need to nominate you again? <laughs> Please
1: nominate me again.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll, we'll see. You, know, you have to be nice to me over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> okay, cool. And, and other than, than Fairbreak, what about the next rest of this year? What are your plans now? Well, you said you took a couple of weeks off.
1: Uh, yes, uh, I had a uh, two weeks off and uh, just restart training. Uh, so uh, we'll focus on the uh, East Asia Cup,
0: East Asia Cup in October? October, which we're not officially supposed to talk about yet, but, okay. but yeah, <laughs> that, that is, that is on the horizon. Hopefully that'll be announced oh, probably too. Um, yeah, cool. So, I mean. I think that uh, for women's cricket, something like Fairbreak's been in- such a publicity boost. And it it's so different, right? Because it's not about um, nations coming together and competing. But did you feel, I keep saying last question, this is yeah. the last question. <laughs> did you feel with your team the spirit yeah. that you had a, a built good sorry, team spirit, um, a good environment um, amongst the group and that you know, there was a, a pride in representing that group? Yes, I think so. Yeah. And are you still in touch with the players? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like a WhatsApp group or something and there's some messages going just
1: going sometimes I send uh, Tanzanian players.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, look, we'll move on from fair break. It's really interesting to hear about it. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people who now have something to aspire to. They, they want the chance to go and have that experience mm-hmm. as well, probably in, in, actually in Japan and, and all over the world yep. as well. So, yep. For women's cricket, you know, it's, it's been a great thing. And it's, um, yeah, from a Japan point of view, we want to support it as much as we can. Okay. So normally on this podcast side, I actually start with people's early lives, Aww. so, oh, this is the interesting stuff. Okay, well, I want to know about your early life, Susan. Um, okay. So where were you born and where did you grow up?
1: I was born and then grew up in Nishinomiya city, of course, did COVID.
0: Okay, cool. Okay. And um, what's it like there?
1: Uh, there it's known as a uh, home of high school baseball in Japan.
0: Right. Okay. So big baseball environment. Um yeah. And so did you play baseball growing
1: up? Yes, used to be.
0: Yeah, cool. Sure. And um, do you have brothers or sisters?
1: Yes, I have an older sister.
0: Does she still live down there? Yeah. Does she play in the sport?
1: No, she's not good.
0: No, interested <laughs> So you played a lot of sport growing up then? So when did you start playing baseball from a like, young age?
1: I, yes, I started playing baseball when I was seven. Mm. But I didn't join a local baseball club because I was a girl. Mm. So I played a badminton and a basketball and a hundred meter down when I was junior high and a high school student.
0: Because okay, so you did a bit of everything. And, um, separately you met Alex, <laughs> I, I actually don't know the story. How you guys met?
1: Uh, it is a very top secret.
0: Very top secret. Shouldn't be asking, my goodness.
1: Okay, I, I can answer. I met him, uh, I was a graduated school student. He came to Kyoto to take an uh, Australian coach.
0: Right, so you met kind of through, were you playing cricket at that point? Yes, yeah. Okay, so you did kind of meet through cricket. Yeah. Um, okay, so what are your earliest movies of cricket? Like, when did you come across the sport and how did you start playing?
1: I started playing cricket when I was 30 years old because my university has only one cricket club in my region. Mm. The right? University, yeah.
0: So you were 20 years old. So how did you find, forget like, how did you, did someone recommend it? Did one of your friends play? Did you just see it and want to go and join it? Like, how did it happen?
1: I wanted to play in baseball when I was a kid, but I didn't. Mm. So uh, cricket looks like uh, baseball and it, I tried a uh, new things. Mm. So, oh, cricket, mm. looks good.
0: Yeah. Okay. And did you enjoy it right from the start or were you a bit like, Hmm, this game is a bit odd.
1: No, I always uh, have
0: fun. Yeah, straight away. Having fun, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the things we try and get across to people. Everyone thinks, oh, you know, it's it's so strange that people play cricket in Japan. So like, why? You know, everyone finds cricket fun if they give it a go. So that's still the mission of the JCA, right? To get more people playing and enjoying it. Um, so you started as a medium paced bowler. When did you switch to yeah. bowling speed? Spin-
1: uh, Switched spin uh, in 2011 after like. Global fire in Bangladesh.
0: Yeah, okay. So why did you switch?
1: Because uh, we had a lot of baseball. A lot
0: of ballers doing the same thing?
1: Yes. and But always uh, we always uh, struggle with fast spin. Mm.
0: Cool. So then um, you started playing women's cricket in what? It was around 2006, I think. That's when you made your debut for Japan. What was it like then, and has it changed?
1: We had limited chance to uh, have training and uh, play games at pre- proper cricket ground. Mm. Always had training uh, under the highway.
0: Yeah, okay, I've seen those. <laughs> yeah, seen some photos of those. Yeah, mm. yeah, pretty, um, pretty far from what we've got now. Yeah. Um, so then, now you have this. Do you think that? Having to train in those really basic facilities, you know, years and years ago has made you work harder and has made you really grateful for what you have. Nodding still doesn't work. It's podcast. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: I know what uh, JCA is a very working hard to find a place and, uh, get support with build a cricket ground.
0: Yeah. And the relationships with Sana and yeah. Um, okay. So then the big moment, I guess, in women's cricket in Japan was 2010. Um, went to the Asian games and, and won the bronze medal. So you were part of that team. Yes. What were your memories of that?
1: Yep. We were not sure we could celebrate or not because uh, China bowlers of a wide and the finish so match.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's a little check or not. <laughs> yeah. We always are always told you shouldn't cheer when playing and the balls are wide, right? It's like, well uh, I think when you win it's kind of okay. Okay. Um, So yeah, you beat beat Nepal twice in that one twice, and, yeah. then, and then beat China. So like yeah. Do you think at the time you realised like how great it was to have done that?
1: We we didn't uh, notice that, but mm-hmm. now uh have uh, beat Nepal twice and uh against Pakistan or mm. yeah, maybe Pakistan twice. Yeah, I think yeah, so. was so good. Yeah, it's a good yeah, very good. And, yeah,
0: and we don't get to play against those teams like ever, really. So, yeah. So it's a really, really great experience. Um, okay, so then talking about people, is there any one person or maybe a couple of people who have been big influences on your career?
1: Katrina Tina. I
0: thought you might say. <laughs> So, so why, what, well, what was so great about. Well, Couple drum,
1: Couple jam. Uh, sh- She coached us uh, for four or five
0: years mm.
1: and she always told us uh, what cricket is, what we have to do. Mm. And she always uh, uh, coached us the uh, tactics. We always had meeting after training mm. for three or four hours.
0: Yeah. I know you had a long meetings. Thanks. I remember when I first arrived, there were a lot of long meetings.
1: I was me? uh, still sweeping, Or I
0: yeah. no.
1: see.
0: Yeah. But she was quite an influence on your English as well, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I
0: remember mean, you were telling me that before. So, I mean, just again, for those who don't know Katrina, she played for New Zealand, right? Uh, yes. Beforehand. And she was over here because her husband was a rugby coach.
1: Yes. And her husband now works for, she not lovely.
0: Oh, right. So
1: her husband stay in Japan.
0: Right, But she's not here.
1: She will come to Japan next month.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. How long?
1: I don't know. Okay.
0: I should, I should probably do this. Then. Um, okay. And then, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that you broke three bats during the winter, <laughs> practicing your batting. Um, so do you prefer batting or
1: bowling? <laughs> Can't decide. I love balls, but, uh, maybe buddy.
0: As you get older, bowling becomes a bit harder, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you've got a career best of 140. So that was over in, in England. So you played a year in England. What was that like?
1: Very cricket.
0: Yeah. It's, it's cricket, cricket, cricket. Yes. and
1: cricket cricket. cricket, cricket culture. Yeah.
0: I had <laughs> tea <that, that>, <laughs> really? time. Yeah. Um. So then what do you think are the biggest challenges for female cricketers in Japan?
1: Ah, uh, okay. Uh, balance between studying and working.
0: Yeah. We lose a lot of players because they, they finish uni, right? Yes. Yeah. And they start, so, um, can you give any advice to people at that age who might be leaving uni and, and you know, trying to get in, they want to keep playing, but they don't know how to, how do you keep that balance?
1: I think they need to uh, communicate with their company. Mm. What they want to do. If they will keep playing, they have to communicate with the company.
0: Mm. Most companies are quite accepting, right? Because mm. if they have a national player, it's good promotion for the company as well. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, and what advice would you give Two young female cricketers who are playing the game now, not just in Japan, anywhere.
1: Hmm. Keep working hard and having fun.
0: Yeah. Play with mom.
1: Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yes.
0: And then what role do you think you can play now in, in developing Cricket in Japan?
1: Okay. Pass my experience and knowledge as a player. And hopefully uh, everything I go through in my career will help uh, in the future as a coach.
0: Yeah, that's the plan. Can yeah. you coach? Yeah. So we need to get you with some coaching courses? Yeah, I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and if you can make one change to the cricketing structure in Japan as it is at the moment, what would that be?
1: I think everything is good. And we have a J-Bush and a cricket burst, and we have a sponsor for Women's National Team. So uh, just players have to uh, commit.
0: Mm. Yeah. Right. Yep. Now I think, you know, the work that we've done with the J-Bash to create that <laughs> structure, right? And again, I haven't talked a lot about this in the podcast, so just for those who don't know, mm-hmm. we have the J-Bash social, yep. which is your entry level. Anyone can come along and learn about cricket, what it is. Mm-hmm. And we'll usually do a, a bit of a training <laughs> session and a bit of a six side game with a softball. Mm-hmm. And one of those games is all plastic bats and, mm-hmm. and softballs. And then we have the J-Bash challenge league. Which is, we played some just a couple of weeks ago. We had a T10 game. We had two T10 gangs Yeah, nice. and it was 11 aside, mm-hmm. um, and played with a hard ball. So it was the first time for players to actually experience playing marble yep. cricket. And we okay. still had national squad members in those mm. teams, mm. but they played down in the order. They didn't bowl. Yep. Um, yep. and they were just there to support the new mm. players
1: yep.
0: and doing those as two T10 matches meant that everyone got to go okay. that, that day. And, I think from speaking to the girls that were involved that day, they've really felt that it was a good opportunity for those Mm. new players to, to learn and to enjoy it and Mm -hmm. have fun Mm -hmm. and doing it here is great at the SICG. They can use the tea room and everything like that and use the facilities. Mm -hmm. Um, and that up until now, my understanding has been, that's kind of what the women's league has been, right? The women's league has been an opportunity for people to play. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we want to move away from that so that the women's league, which starts this weekend can be a I they wouldn't, I wouldn't mm. say high performance. Yep. Because it's not quite mm. there yet. And it, hopefully it will get there. But it can be more of an opportunity for national squad players yes. to show what they can do. Yes. And then we have the J Bash All Stars yeah. when it really that is the mm. high performance. Yep. And and the All Stars is just, you know, maybe three, four, five games a yep. year. Yeah. Um and so hopefully we're catering for everyone mm. in that structure. Yes. Um, but we've got to, to get the players to mm. to come into it, right? Mm-hmm. Um all right. Well, thank you for your time on that. I always have my podcast finished with a few specific questions. Okay. Okay. So I'm always interested in what people make of these. So we'll start with some cricket specific questions. Okay. Who is the best player that you've played with or against?
1: Alex Blackwell.
0: Still Alex Blackwell. Even after bear break, she's still the best player. Yes. Great. Um, what's the best thing you've ever learned from a coach?
1: Not too much thinking, just keep it simple.
0: <laughs> Favorite shot?
1: Cover drive like such a tender car.
0: <laughs> um, what's your first thought after getting out?
1: Uh, never mind next time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, career highlights?
1: Uh, played a fair as the first pro- professional Japanese cricketer.
0: And getting an MVP award? <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any loss? Is there any game that you lost that still really annoys you?
1: Uh, we lose against China in two thousand fourteen in mm. Incheon.
0: There's a bit of background to that, though, right? So, after winning the bronze medal, in yes. two thousand and ten, yeah, we then got seeded mm. for the next tournament and yeah. went straight into a quarterfinal. Yeah, and you were there for what twelve days?
1: Twelve days before
0: playing again. Yeah, and China had come through a group stage and yeah. played three matches, so they were all warm and ready and close cold. Yes. Yeah, that. That is as an irritating result. Uh, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen happen on the career field? Erika Kawada. <laughs>
1: when she played a first match for Japan in Hong Kong, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. she really good batting. She smashed up a ball, but she fell down the middle of the pitch.
0: <laughs> Go run out.
1: Yes, and yeah. I, loved.
0: I remember that vividly she mentioned that on the uh, on that podcast. Um, what's your favorite format of cricket, both to play and to watch?
1: As a batter, I like 50 over.
0: Yeah, the longer, longer the better, yes. right? Like, that's what Vinay said, the longer I can bat, the better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but as a lower, I 20 is good for me.
0: Yeah. Not, not so hard on the body. Um, who's your favorite teammate? <laughs>
1: Very hard.
0: Past or present? You've had a lot. Kyo and Luan. Two Sano girls? Yes. Um, All right. Can you name one innings ball bowling performance that someone else has had that you wish you could have done yourself?
1: Sophia Dunkley's 123 runs of 73 balls. In
0: the third place play? Yes. Yeah, that was quite interesting. What was it like watching that on the sidelines? Because I turned on was following that game and like even in the first innings they were like Hundred and fifty off, fourteen overs. And I was like, oh, geez, this is going to be bad. Yes. Um, and then um, I cheated in, in the in the chase, and I was like, I they're in this. So What was it like watching it? Because chasing down one hundred and eighteen is hard in any level of cricket.
1: Yeah, very hard. But uh, that's always but number three, mm. tournament, the tournament, my first time, but often. Mm. She always uh, smash ball. She's very powerful and she's very clever. E. So just trust that, or we can do it.
0: What was the feeling in the, uh, in the dugout with the players? Was everyone just getting really, it, really, as you get closer to the score, was everyone getting really excited? It's a
1: bit extra, too
0: excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to finish on a positive note at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Um, okay, I've got some Japan specific questions for you. Okay. So what's your favorite thing about Japan?
1: a lot of a beautiful places like Kyodo or Kaido.
0: That's kind of my next question. If there's one place that you had to go to, you recommend a visitor?
1: Ryo Anji in Kyodo.
0: Ryo Anji?
1: Ryo Anji. What is that? Name? Ryo Anji Temple. The very famous stone garden.
0: Uh, favorite food? Natto. Oh, cheese. Worst food?
1: Corn.
0: Corn? Yes. Sweet corn?
1: Yeah. Really? Yeah,
0: I paid it. <laughs> okay. Um, and your favorite Japanese word or phrase, and its meaning. I... You have lots of Japanese sayings. So I hear you use them all the
1: time. Yeah, but I have not
0: think about
1: to answer that. Maybe I'm not Japanese. <laughs> My favorite Japanese word is <laughs> Which means when you smile, good luck will come to you.
0: Spawn. That's a good one. So you're going to say it again slowly. Perfect. Right. Zusan, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. There was nothing to be nervous about, was there? Uh,
1: sorry, my it, English is not good.
0: English is perfect. Thank I, you very much I, for I, your time. And uh, yeah, good luck for the
1: rest of the year.
0: Arigatouzaimasu. Okay, thanks for listening everyone. I hope you enjoyed the episode and as always, you can leave a review or a rating then I'd be eternally grateful. Failing that, if you can recommend the podcast to just one other person you know who you think might be interested, just one person, that would be great. I did tip over 2,000 plays in the last week, so that's nice, but the more the better just to keep me motivated. Thanks and as always, you can catch me on the Japan Cricket Podcast Instagram page. Feel free to send some messages there. And finally, you will notice some new music on the show this week. So a big thanks to BRB Munday for providing the score. Perhaps a bit more to come from him as well. But do go and check him out on Spotify if you are keen on what you're hearing. Thanks again. And for now, arigato gozaimashita.